Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture and the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me in CB Studios today is my co-host, Connor Casey. What up? And joining us is one of the elite MVPs of comicbook.com anime, Mr. Nick Valdez is with us today. Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. And we have one job for this bonus round episode, one job and one job only, and that is to break down and discuss Castlevania Nocturne in full spoilers. Netflix has released the second installment of its Castlevania anime series. This one based on the very kind of franchise-changing games, Castlevania Rondo of Blood and Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which will get to that part in a little bit at towards the end but let's talk rondo of blood there is so this is the big adaptation of those games but also within the castlevania anime kind of anthology that we've gotten from netflix so here's what i will say i thought that castlevania was and uh, what do we get was there how many eight episodes yeah but i'm just trying to think of the original installment with uh trevor it and was all them. four seasons four seasons of the original well, installment. well four seasons the first two were just one season broken up yeah okay so yeah we had four seasons of the original so that was we got to hang out i couldn't remember i knew we had spent a lot of time with those characters but i couldn't remember how many actual seasons we did spend with them mm. so yeah we now have to jump to a whole nother set of characters that are led by uh richter belmont and we have some other vampire killers, but of course, this is centered around the Belmont family. It's Castlevania, so Richter Belmont and his whole story is the centerpiece of this. Let's just start off, because I did a whole rundown. Let's just give our impressions. I thought this is still good in terms of like video game anime adaptations. This is still a very good series. This installment was beautiful beautifully drawn i loved the animation i loved a lot of the action sequences and how they were kind of animated um and just the look and the design overall the production design of this i thought was very very well done i think that the story and the story of this one and the character arcs were a lot more convoluted than the first and than the first kind of castlevania series that we got and that is kind of saying something but this is still was a little bit more convoluted the character arcs a little bit more unclear mm -hmm. and how the series jumps around and its focus was a little confusing to me at times like who am i supposed to be weighing like how much importance do they have you know where is this person or that person going to end up was a little bit confusing and some of the twists didn't hit me as much as i think they were supposed to sure not until the end of course that yeah. twist hit me at the end i love that but um, it also had more depth than I expected. I did not expect to come to Castlevania Nocturne 
to be uh, going over my feelings on slavery and things like that. Yeah, but a little bit. Here yeah. we are. But here we are. Uh, and I was like, okay, at least we're not going to shy away from the fact that these are, you know, what time period this is, that we have two prominent black or mixed characters and, like, what all is going on with that. At least we're not shying away from the atrocities of the Caribbean. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I did not expect that. But So I thought it was pretty good. I just didn't like it as necessarily as for much as the first Castlevania series. But I did like the the aesthetic and the design of it. I'll start with the positives, because overall I did like this show, but I I have gripes. Um, I love that it initially starts off feeling exactly like the last Castlevania series and then diverts away into, okay, we have the French Revolution setting, but we're going to talk about slavery. The vampires are going to be the aristocrats and the slave owners, because this is not a subtle show, but we're going to dive into that heavily. Um, I love the new edition of Edward. I'm glad that we're getting away from Forge Masters and Night Creatures and getting into some other topics finally, because uh, I feel like the back half of the original Castlevania series got weighed down way too much by that. Uh, I love how they depict Richter as if you're going to do anything other than Trevor or just the living stone wall that is Simon Belmont, this is the strongest guy, so you you better make him look like it. Uh, I love that our boy Alucard does finally show up at the end. Um, I think Annette's character is wonderfully done. And that's kind of where the the praise does stop, though. Because while you mentioned the animation, you love how it was drawn. I thought in the action scenes, it's great. When it's everybody standing around, sometimes it felt like I was looking at VTubers. Because it just felt so stilted at the, at its quieter moments where these are such wonderfully designed and drawn characters, but something about the animation just feels like this feels unnatural. Maybe the framing's off. I don't know. The voice cast, it does a great job, but we are all over the freaking place with the accents. And that's and I had to keep the subtitles on because just some of the way they would do the audio editing, some guys' volume's very high, some is low, and that felt weirdly amateurish for a show like this. It's set in France, but one character is uh, from Boston who came over. One's British, except her mother is Russian, but it's played by a German actress. She's doing no accent except whispering. Uh, And then one gal is from uh, modern day Haiti, but it's played by a South African actress. So what, I I don't know what they were thinking with some of the casting. The big complaint I have with the show is this is Castlevania. If you've ever played the games, you know it's about Dracula. It starts and it ends. It's about the big D Dracula. You're missing that. You're trying something different. And for as much buildup as this villain gets, this vampire messiah, she just can't live up to it. And her final form looks like a later season Digimon. And I was disappointed by that. Nick, how you feel? Connor thinks it was missing the big D. So It uh, does miss the big D. I, I liked it. So, I, like, I, it's tough hearing all this, you know, because I, you know, I, uh, as someone who has tons of experience with powerhouse animations works, uh, you know, I, it's clear that this is their marquee franchise. So there is a lot, there is a noticeable amount of effort put into this more so than say, unfortunately, you compare this to Skull Island, which just came out recently. It, there's, night and day like quite literally pun intended night and day but here like the money the money and time is well spent and i think a lot of the times uh in their works which is the unfortunate part of powerhouse animations work is that 
their character design can be so elaborate and so fleshed out that you know there's so much attention paid to like how lips move and stuff like that that unfortunately you can't really do a lot with the camera and you can't really do a lot with staging in in those still moments so that's the other thing that's that's a defense first of all but uh speaking to uh evan valentine's review uh who he reviewed comic book um I was going to say, go check it out at comicbook.com, please. Uh, but he reviewed Castlevania Nocturne, gave it a 3.5. And ultimately, I do agree with what he says, is that there there are a lot of characters in this thing. And the unfortunate part is with Castlevania, with that original series, you had four seasons to build up to a final climax. Like Trevor fights death in season four. And you really can't, like to start a new series, it's hard to like kind of, expect that same thing but at the same time nocturne tries to do like go for that grandiose level and it just started so that's that's where the thing is like there's no there's no core team dynamic yet like we had in trevor saifa and alucard in the in that first series Mm -hmm. and i think ultimately we're going to get that in a in a part two because while i liked it i do agree with what both of you are saying at the end of the day is that this is unfortunately a part one and when you end the season it's quite literally going okay here we go get ready for what's next and it's so like kind of i I do have to say this too it's a little disappointing because there are so many cool ideas through these eight episodes that when you get to the end you're like oh this is all set up for something we're going to get explosively seen later on and the messiah and all that stuff like it those are fine ideas, but you know, when you get it, it's the trouble is we got four seasons like to build up the other threats. And here it's like, we're starting from stage one again and they're, they're, they're on the ground running. They're, they're really trying to get everything in there. And that, that might be what's holding it back at the at the end of the day is there's a lot going on that they want to do, but maybe pare down some of those ideas but I, I guess what I'll, I'll just cap it off by saying I we'll see in part two, yeah. you know, or it's season two. I feel like in a way it's it's working with one hand tied behind its back. All of what Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night build to is the climax from season two of the original Castlevania series. Alucard fighting a much more developed version of Dracula than he had been in previous games. That's what all that built up to. Now you've got to try and do some. You're trying to adapt those games in a way, but you're doing it completely whole cloth. Where it's we got to go off in a new direction. We're going to take a historically crazy aristocrat serial killer in Urzabet, who was in a game that was set in World War One Castlevania. We're bringing her over here, and we're going to give it our best shot. And it's just she's nowhere near as interesting, yeah, as what we got with Dracula. Which honestly. I felt like with the way that season ended, we were still going to get him. And no, I mean, we don't get till episode six till somebody finally says his name. And when Alucard does show up, uh, it's right after Annette says, wait, who's Dracula? It's like, oh, that was on purpose to piss people off. But, uh, you know, honestly, there are other games in this series where we played around with the idea of Dracula. If you get to some of the handheld stuff, which we actually got reference to at least one of those games uh, later on in this season... But uh, we got a reincarnated Dracula. We got hero Dracula. If you get into the later console stuff, 
it's God of War Dracula. Like, we could have gone off in that direction. Instead, we're doing this with one arm tied behind her back. Yeah, and ultimately, that's that's what's going to hold it back, too, is that in season two, when, uh, I mean, I guess spoilers or future spoilers or whatever this could be, is that when Dracula eventually does show up, it's going to negate all the work they put into Urzabet. Yeah. And all of the new antagonists, because it's like, oh, well, there's Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Dracula, that's where this show matters. It's like, that's where yeah. this franchise <laughs> always eventually goes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, the big D got come back, tough. right? Oh, sorry, Kofi. No, no, I was no, just going to say, just interject you real quick. It's tough, too, because, you know, we, we had such good primary, like, protagonists in that first series like even from the jump trevor belmont was just immediately interesting and richter here while he does have like a really good origin story like from the hook right on you know when he sees uh spoilers for that he sees his mother dying in front of him and that that sets him on a great path but you know it's not until he gets his Gohan moment and he goes Super Saiyan, like episode four or five, that it's like, oh, this is Richter Belmont. Mm. You know, so it's it it's tough because yeah, like once again, this is all stuff we're gonna see pay off later, but that's not the case for watching it now, you know? No. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I was just reading because I'm sorry, I did not know. I, I I haven't read about Elizabeth Bathroy in a long time. Like, I have forgotten about all that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even put it together that that's who they were representing in the show. Because I'm not up on the later Castlevania games. No, so. and there's so much build for her. And it's like, is she a god? Did she drink from God's uh, God's blood? You know, it, it's just it. It's her design is ridiculous. I was just thinking, you know, Stephen Dorff is better as the vampire god. Yeah, you know, like Blade. if you're gonna, if, if we're gonna, I mean, and it's also, and it's still the in some god. way coming back to we need a forge master, we need night creatures, even though the night creatures are very clearly like we're just people, we're just in crazy designs now, which I love Edward's design with the face and the hands. That thing is insane. Oh, so cool. Um, yeah, so but it's cool. like wait. Why? Why can't it just be an army of vampires? Why does it have to be all these all these uh, cool. little characters from the games? Yeah, I was just counting my head too. It's like okay, so you got Richter's storyline, you got storylines for all the major protagonists, the Abbot and there's a Forge Master, uh, the Vampire Queen and her Orlox, various levels. Just a random Orlox, boss. yeah, who seems like he's the antagonist after horribly butchering Richter's mom, but then becomes the most sexy, sympathetic character in the series, <laughs> along with... Yeah, uh, he's so cool, because he's also voiced by the dude who plays Big in Reservation Dogs. Like, oh, shout out to cool. Zon. Uh, I oh, unfortunately yeah. forget his last name, but, like, he he's so good at this. He's McLaren. like an Aztec vampire. Yeah, that is the coolest thing to me. Right. Zombie in terms point. of all these all this other representation we get in this show, yeah. it's like, oh, he's just also here. <laughs> yep. And, and it's uh, like ter- um, the mom gets turned to a vampire at the end. I'm like, oh, no, now she'll be even more powerful. And it's very clear that vampires can just go do whatever they want. So why yeah. is this a thing? <laughs> yeah. Ms. Raxinus has the Balin skull of all this. Who's like, oh, this dude's interesting. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we're not going to spend too much time no. with him now. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot that's happening in this. Like, And each of it was interesting. Every time somebody new was on screen, I was like, oh, okay, I'll do a scene with this person. But like, yeah, when you start about episode four, when Trevor's just like, oh yeah, I have magic. I was like, yeah, I forgot about all this. Like, like yeah, you're yeah. super <laughs> saying fire. Good yeah. for you. 
But then when and it's like when Juice shows up, I'm like, wait, is this did did we age up Alucard? Like what happened here? And it's like, no, I'm just another guy from one of the handheld games. I'm like, okay, so when's Alucard showing up? And then finally, at the end of episode eight, his music finally hits. And he kills like one of the big bads that had been just kind of annoyingly been there throughout the entire season. And it's just like, okay, where the hell were you? Why weren't you here from like day one? Or why did it take an eclipse to finally get your ass out of bed? What happened? And like Ian Gillen, man, like between Game of Thrones, Titans, and this, does this guy ever get to play like a happy hero, or Never. is he just a sad, broken Never. hero forever? Like, yeah, as Jules, uh, as Juiced, Juiced Belmont. We ran yeah. out of names at some point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I hopped off after Symphony of the Night was about the last time I ever cared about a Castlevania game outside of Smash Brothers, but. Um, yeah, this is, uh, it was a lot. But like I said, I, I'm with Nick, though. I think we're going to circles a little bit, but Powerhouse Animation, I think they have almost that, like, Eon Flux thing where, like, eyes, lips, all that, yes. like you said, it's so detailed that things around them, they don't, like, can't move right. because they're you're so locked in. But I did like that about this because, uh, first of all, it's sexier. Let's just put that out there. Like everybody's a little sex appeal. Everybody's just kind of like, uh, you know, every yeah. conversation is just a little bit sexier. With a little bit this more really is, this like, is yeah. even more vampire Jojo than Jojo. Yeah. And so, I mean, I did that, but, um, like you said, in the action sequences, because which are like hyper fast people going at it, they were pretty clear and like pretty, pretty well drawn. Mm -hmm. There's that last one in the church where I was like, oh my God, I thought I was going to get dizzy, but it was so well, everything was so pinpoint well drawn that it, it was, it was really impressive. Uh, or Dralta, Dralta versus Richter. Was that mm -hmm. the fight? Yep. Yeah. Like that yes. was, and that then was the awesome. screen just goes black and white when her boss shows up and yeah. it's like, okay, now we're on to something. And she's like, I'm going to move the moon. It's like, you didn't devour nothing. No, but Hey, you know, it's hard to be a vampire god out here these days. But uh, okay, I had yeah. a couple questions <laughs> on our things just to keep us going in the right direction here before we get out of here. Um, I, I I wasn't a fan of the voice actors. Connor, you mentioned it, but I'll, I'll be out there. I wasn't a fan of this voice cast that much. They're um, all I over liked the place. McLaren as uh, Orox or whatever his name was. But he's great in everything, whether it's this or Reservation Dogs or uh, Dr. Sleep. He's, he's great in everything. Um... And but yeah, I, I didn't and yeah, I didn't James Callis is always good. Ian Glenn was good, but like yeah, Edward Blumall's Richter was a little bit too whispery sometimes and just like and also I didn't if that guy I was about to leave the series if he cried one more time. I was <laughs> I was like, bro, you cry you know, one more time. I'm so out. so Kofi, that's the fun thing, right? So I mean, you know, you know anime. Oh, yeah. You're my hero academia. This is yep. the Deku thing. Yeah. This is the Deku thing. Richter is a boy who turns into a man. As we know, yeah, <laughs> Richter is much older in like the games themselves. Yeah. So they I feel like they purposely made him young in the series to uh, when eventually we do get to the end of this run, he'll be like full Richter. He's yeah. he's the powerhouse <laughs> of that family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see. I stuck with it. Yeah, I know, I know, well, I know my anime. I know you got to get through some crying initially <laughs> to get to the badassery. So I was in there, but um, it was a promising start. Not as strong as the first Castlevania, but still. Uh, let's see. My last question to you guys is: Do you want to see more installments of this, or do you want to kind of take what we've started with Netflix here and, and move it on to other things? I, I'm good with more of it. I just kind of wish they'd reboot and. 
you have such an interesting concept as Dracula, the pinnacle of vampires, versus a literal family bloodline that keeps fighting him in different generations over different time periods. That's enough for a hell of a video game series, and it's enough for an anthology-style TV show. Instead, we spent way too much time in the Castlevania III era to the point where we stole all the ideas from later installments to now that we've jumped to another rec very recognizable part in the franchise, we're out of stuff to use, so we gotta make a bunch of new ideas. And some of it's just not measuring up to what we had 20 years ago. All right. That's how you feel, that's how you feel. What'd you guys think about that Devil May Cry trailer? Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. It's just, uh, you know, Netflix is already moving on with other stuff uh, with producing, with Adi Shankar behind it already. You know, you have the Devil May Cry anime, you have uh, Powerhouse Animation too. They, they're doing Tomb Raider, uh, The Legend of Laura Crofts, you know, and they're also doing Masters of the Universe Revolution, which is coming soon. And Netflix alone, there's Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, there's, uh, Oh, yeah, Adi Shankar is also doing Captain Laserhawk, uh, Blood Dragon Remix, which is that Far Cry Ubisoft universe anime. And just randomly and so, killing Cody Rhodes violently. Yeah. What the hell, Nick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is super wild. Like, uh, I, I was thinking, like, is Cody Rhodes like in an Ubisoft game somewhere? But no, um, I say all that to say I want to see a, a Nocturne season two. Because I, I do think this deserves to at least flesh out its whole plan and for us to see what the actual end game for this is, it does deserve that. And because Castlevania has become such a marquee franchise for Netflix and for Powerhouse that like the Castlevania universe will expand. And like, I, I do want to see what Connor says. Like, I really like that idea of getting multiple universal stories. And I do think we'll eventually get that. But maybe they can lend it out to other studios. Uh, I don't know what the the proper deal is. They, they've never really said that out loud. If Powerhouse is the only one who's going to do Castlevania stuff, but I, I would like to see that kind of thing. Maybe in like a like how Star Wars Visions does it, where they lend out the property to like other other studios yeah, to see yeah. what kind of stories they could tell. I wouldn't mind something like that. But with Nocturne. I do want to see at least a part two to see where this is going because we spent all this time with part one already. Yeah, I mean, Castlevania Bloodlines wouldn't be bad no, or something like that. I mean, like it's an anthology series of like yeah, get, shorter things about different Belmonts. And, I would kill for Studio Madhouse <laughs> to get their hands on this after what they did with Helsing Ultimate. Like, mm. give oh, him yeah. one of the bloodiest versions of Castlevania and just go nuts. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a Star Wars Visions for this because, like you said, the whole premise of just different eras ultimate evil dracula vampires bloodline of family always stepping up and having to fight in different ways mm -hmm. like i would love you could play with that and do some real fun things so i would love to see that too but um i mean i am digging seeing some of my favorite video games get this anime treatment i mean we're knocking off a lot of boxes right it's gaming it's anime we're doing good here so I'm not going to yell too much. I would invite everybody else to go out and watch Castlevania Nocturne. Let us know what you thought. We're going to be having a lot of content on comicbook.com anime, so check that out as well if you want your finer breakdown of the series and uh, what's happening in and around it. Otherwise, uh, anybody have any final thoughts? Alucard's going to slice the hell out of that one chick, and then we're done. Yeah, I want to see yeah, this floating he, sword. He one-shotted the main, like, the big, like, secondary antagonist he really so, did yeah. <laughs> i mean that's the guy you got to make an entrance if you're going to make an entrance 
And yeah, <laughs> and I feel like because did they do the floating sword? I can't remember in the first series. Did oh they, yeah, they did. They did a lot of floating sword. Yeah, well, it's always dope. So I'll be here to uh, I'll be welcome to see it come back again and cut up some people in in this time period. So Alucard, we thought we were gonna make it out of here without him. You thought so, but no, right in the last bit, they fooled you. So. This has been our review, our spoilers review of Castlevania Nocturne. Be sure to subscribe to Comic Book Nation, Comic Book All One Word, Dash Nation on your favorite podcast platforms and our YouTube page because we have a lot of content coming at you. So be sure to check out all of it. Nick Valdez, thank you for joining us today. If you want to find me. me out there, I'm at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Connor KCCB. Oh, and uh, Valdezology on socials. <laughs> That'll do it, and we will see you out there. This is Comic Book Nation. Peace. Later.